Takeover with Gus Kattengill. Check it out, y'all. Hour number two. Give me a buzz. Saints fans, game ball. Hats on the back. Who these have a seat next to Coach Goodness Gracious? Peyton Turner. Winning the game there with the field goal block, 63 yards. And you look at that photo, I'm not saying that I made it or not, but oh, that, that, that wouldn't happen to begin with if Marshawn Lattimore doesn't. And I get it, they put time on the clock, but why? What are you doing? What? Oh, anyway, that game was just something else. 17 unanswered points, the greatest comeback in Saints history in a fourth quarter. They were down 15 points in 2017 to Washington, 16 points. Now, in this game, 17 unanswered. Winston on first and goal oh, to the end zone. Touchdown, Michael Thomas. What precision by the New Orleans Saints during that quick drive. Winston rolling right. He throws. It is caught by Olave. First and goal from the Atlanta 9. Winston throws, end zone, touchdown! It's Thomas again! Will Lutz from 51 to give New Orleans the lead. It is good! Fox NFL Sunday with the calls there as you heard it on the television. Lutz missing a field goal early in that game after Pete Werner punched the ball out and caused a turnover after Taysom Hill scored a touchdown. You're feeling like the grass said last hour, things are going to go your way. Fortunately, it didn't. But Lutz coming through and the fact that he did do And again, I was mentioning it, I'm not saying it's an excuse or something to kind of think about. I Again, I know Todd's going to make fun of me, but you heard Jameis Winston sniffling last week on Wednesday. Honey Badger was out Friday due to illness. A couple of players which just sounded... Like, they were sick, and it's, my wife's sick. You know, it's not, I don't know if it's COVID or not, but it just, they didn't sound well or feel well. This was Lutz after the game on how you glad he came through. Look, it's tough, but that's that's our position. You know, that's what we signed up to do. So, I'm just grateful the defense and, uh, gave me a chance to get back and offense put, put us in a position to uh, keep that kick. So, feels really good. Yeah, uh, Lutz did not sound good, but he did come through making two of those three field goals. Yeah, a lot of emotions in that one. Um you know, obviously, coming off a miss is tough. I want to give Zach and Blake a lot of credit. Give me, you know, in a good mental space the whole game. Oh, man, offense, defense, giving us another chance. And uh, it, it, I can't really put it into words what that felt like. But, you know, the bottom line is I missed a kick early that put us in that situation and back to, back to work. And uh, just, glad, <clears throat> just glad I got no chance. Yeah, no doubt. Again, no. It was tough watching him miss that first one, and then he nailed the other ones right down the middle uh, on confidence on being that. You know, Demario Davis afterwards had this to say. Man, I don't want to be uh, rude, but we call him Big Lutz. <laughs> and, uh, man, he was clutch. That's who he is, man. That's that's, that's all we know. Um, man, going all the way back when I first got here in 2018, you know, some of the biggest games, watching him make them kicks, it's, it's nothing new. And so uh, that's all we know him to be. And that's another one who's, who's, who's been through. Man, you think about the type of adversity this team has been through. That's another one who had to, to miss a lot of time. And for him to come back and make big kicks like that down the stretch, um, even if it didn't start the way he wanted to, 
But for him to keep his composure and be who he is was just phenomenal. Like I said, there's so many individual performances that, that we could celebrate. Tamario Davis, first off, showing up to the podium with an Atlanta flags rise up flag as a trophy. Got it from somebody in the stands. You got to love it. I love this rivalry. Afterwards, as you heard him say, gave props a lot to the teammates. It's, it's an honor to be able to go into battle with these guys each and every day. Um, to know their backstory. A lot of times people just see the performances on the field, but to know their story, uh, it just means so much. Uh, Pete coming in this year with high expectations on him and having to miss miss so much time in camp, but coming out and playing lights out, forcing a huge turnover in the game and just playing phenomenal all night. Uh, Jameis, everybody knows his story, having to come in, uh, sit on the back seat, and then when he gets his chance, leading the team to a 5-2 and two record and then going down and then coming back. And then the start of the first half of the game is like, you know, the, we couldn't block those guys. And they were getting at him, but he just stayed poised through it all. And, um, you know, watching him go out and have an efficient performance like that, man, is just it's beautiful to see because there were so many times where he could have got rattled. And we know he can have the top numbers in the game. He's done that, but everybody's watching his efficiency. And he went out and did that. He showed it. And then Mike T, man, to be having to go through what he goes through, and, and nobody puts more into their game than that guy. So I, I know for him to sit on the sideline was, was, was killing him, and for him to come back in week one just like that and, and ball out is huge. And there's so many other individual performances tonight, but those three guys, man, it was just phenomenal, man, and I just wanted to celebrate them. Davis also said he kind of had an idea. As the graph said, look, he, he knew this was going to not be a, a walkover. I mean, it's not uncommon. That's who we are. We're a resilient team. We've always been that. Um, coming out of what we everything that we went through last year, um, and down the stretch playing playing like that, that's, that's not uncommon for us. And so um, we knew coming in that this was going to be a, a challenge for us. They do a lot of good things and uh, and got some great athletes, and those great athletes were on display today. So we knew it was going to be a challenge, and, and coming into this environment is not easy. And so uh, we just knew we had to play good football, and, and we did enough to get a W. But at the same time, man, it's a God win. Lee, thank you for giving us a call here on the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic phone line. What you got, man? You know what? That's why that guy is who he is. Yeah. That's why that guy right there is the leader. Because I was thinking the exact same thing about James Winston's game. I'm like, dude, everybody who knows football is watching it. Like, as soon as he was taking a snap, he had to duck people. I'm like, how are you going to read the? How are you going to get reads down the field if he got to? If he's got to be a, you know, play the matador. Like, if he's got to duck. People coming in on him. That was number one. The other thing, I don't know if it's been touched on tonight, because like, forgive me, I'm just tuning in. But Atlanta got three points in the first half that they shouldn't have got. That that, that was a fumble. Um, when when they ruled that, something they ruled anyway, and they gave Atlanta the ball and, it, and it allowed them to kick a field goal just before halftime, that was a turnover. I, you know the play I'm talking about? I do. I'm trying Hello? to think exactly yeah. who who had it. Um, th- there were a couple that of those calls where, I, like, I thought that they just didn't even review them. They just kind of moved on. Right. Somebody was inside two minutes. All, 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 boots, all reviews come from the boot. Anytime the ball hit the ground, it should be an automatic review. Anytime the ball come out, whether the man was down or not, there should be a let's double-check and see re- review. You know, if it's inside two minutes, the coach shouldn't have to throw the flag. You should just automatically review it. You know that we got robbed on that one. It just seemed like to me at every turn they try to give Atlanta this game. 
and, and that was just one of those instances. I'm like, why are they making so many mistakes? Why always seem like me, it always comes at the expense of the Saints, except, I'm going to say except, that Cincinnati-Pittsburgh game. That was another atrocity or a bad officiating game. But, man, I'm like the officials right now, they, I can't even say they're in preseason form. They're in no season form. It, it's horrible, man. If this is what we got to look forward to all year, right. I am not encouraged. I'm not encouraged. <laughs> the NFL needs to do something about this, man, because it's their product that's, that's going to suffer for it. Right. You know, I mean, it's just crazy because I don't get it, man. I just don't get it. But, hey, my, my brother, I'm not going to say it's not my brother-in-law, but my niece's husband is a diehard Falcons fan, right? Oh, and every no. year we get together. Oh, no. Yeah. Every year, <laughs> yeah. Every year we get together, Gus, and, and, and uh, we go to their house or, they, they, or we go to one of my sister's house and we watch the game. And he was talking so much smack. He sounded a lot like Roy. And when it was 20, it was 26 to 10, right? Mm-hmm. And I said, dude. Do I need to remind you uh, that your team was in the Super Bowl and had a 28-3 lead? If, if, if you need a reminder of it, I'll show you the ticket because I put, I put my money on the Falcons yeah. to win that Super Bowl. Yeah. I, will show, I still have the back flip. I will show you the ticket where they were up 28-3 and lost the game. Mm. I will show you this ticket. The only parlay that I needed to happen for me to win on that, cash in on that game was for Atlanta to win it. That was it. They all all the parlays up, the in-game parlays. Gus, I played them and hit all of them. The only one I needed was Atlanta to, to finish the deal, and they couldn't do it. And I had the, in my head. I was already spending the money. So I was for, the, for about that moment, you realized what it'd be like to actually be a Falcon fan. Right. Yeah. So, so I, I, I don't play this on the What do you think of the new song? By the way? <laughs> what do you think? I heard it. I was like, really? Yeah, this is it. Wow. This is my favorite part of the minute song. Here it is. Here we go. There it is. Yep. Too bad they didn't get it done. Wow. <laughs> they did it not wow. get it done. Yeah, um, go ahead. Gus, when it was 20. When it was 26 to 10, I told him, I said, man, let me tell you, this this is your best chance right here to win a game this year. Fumble! Because nobody's seen this offense. Nobody's seen this offense. Poor Marcus Marietta. Poor Marcus. Poor Marcus. The Saints were were going in blind because nobody saw this new offense that they ran, right? Nobody's seen it. So I said, this is your best chance to win. And for somehow, some reason, I don't think this 2016 lead is going to hold up. Yeah. And, man, I was like, no, I was yesterday. Uh-oh. But I told him, I said, this is y'all best chance, bro, because after this game, it's all going to be on film. And the next team is going to be able to prepare for it. And so on and so forth. This is your biggest advantage, and y'all blew it. Nope. Y'all blew it. Blew it. The, the Falcons might not win a game this year. <laughs> they might not win a game. They might oh, not win a game. it's beautiful. Not, they, no, they're going to win a game. They should have won yesterday. I mean, they're going to win a game. Gus, that, that was their best chance. But now, now the film is out. If the Saints play, to play them again next week, the Saints wipe the field with them. I'm telling you, I, and I thank Atlanta. I'm going to thank them for, for whipping us in the trenches like they did. Because now 
Yeah, Coach you. got bulletin ball material yeah. all week. He got teachable moments. Although that's all true. Look, especially with the Buccaneers game. coming in this week. Um, and they looked impressive, man. Vita, you got to be honest. I mean, they, they yeah, Vita Vay, Vita Vay, and all that. If you thought Grady oh, wow. Garrett was I just saw the uh, sorry, I'm interrupting you here, but I just saw the Mac Jones back injury uh, against the Dolphins here. Nice job, Roy. They basically went Cobra Kai. One went high, one went low, and uh, and took him out there. Good job, good job, Troy, uh, Roy. Good job to see uh, your team playing dirty <laughs> there. Yeah, um, but no, we look, I, I'm with you, man. I got to hit the break so I can get Raphael in, but. Uh, yep. Man, I, I tell you, I, I don't know what it's like to actually watch the game with the Falcon fan. It's got to be interesting. Hey, tell Raphael, I signed up for VSI, the, 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 uh, their uh, sports betting thing. Nice. I got my $60. I haven't spent it yet, oh, but I got my okay. 60 bucks. So I'm, I'm going to look forward to, to putting that on, putting that money to good use. So when he come on, ask him to give me, give me something good. Give me a nugget on what I can put that money on. You want a nugget for college football or NFL? College. Okay, I we'll do that. He's coming up next. Thank you. Yep, for sure. Thank you, Lee. Quick break. We'll come back. We'll speak with Mr. Vegas next. And I guess Man New Orleans. We've been learning a lot. All seven of us. Addie, Wesley, Caroline, Jackson, Julia, Wyatt, and Baby Elon. Here's what our father's taught us since the last time we talked to you. My dad, Wes, said, Your great-grandfather, Bob, was extremely famous for manufacturing high-quality, custom-designed jewelry, and he could repair anything. And then, Wesley Jr. said, Are you going to teach me that? I'm going to teach you that. And then my dad, Bobby, said, It's important to have exactly what people are looking for. You've got to pay attention to what's happening all over the world so that you're always ahead of the trend in jewelry instead of behind it. You can't make people happy if you don't have what they're looking for. And then Jackson said, Are you going to teach all of us? Yes, we're going to teach all of you. We're going to teach you whatever you want to learn. Let's hear it for Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers. Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers is the largest diamond store in Louisiana on veterans between Bonneville and West End in Metairie. It's football season, and it's your chance to score big. Greg LeBlanc, Toyota, and Homa. Greg LeBlanc, Toyota, and Homa. The time is now to enjoy two years free maintenance with every new Toyota. And low APR options on several models. Shop truckloads of new Toyotas online. GregLeBlancToyota.com. Or at the store. And we want your trade. So check out the winning team. Greg LeBlanc, Toyota. South Hollywood Road in Homa. Greg's got the deals. An accident with an 18-wheeler can cause king-sized problems and wreck your life. If you've been injured by a big rig, don't play the game of claims with the insurance companies. The King Firm attorneys are experienced at handling 18-wheeler crashes and will see king-sized awards for their clients. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the king. If you've been in an accident with an 18-wheeler, ring the king at 909-KING. LA20-11133. Let's hit it. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back. 800-998-1003 is the way you can chime into the conversation. It is our guest hotline as well. The Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic phone line as Rafael Esparza comes in. 
and we got a lot to talk about, sir. How are you this afternoon? Pretty good. I was trying to call in to see well, what was the big fuss about only winning uh, by one point against a team that was supposed to be dead last in the division and dead last in the conference. But, hey, a win is a win, I guess. Yeah, well, you know, it is. A win is a win, that is for sure. Look, you look at, at Saturday and you look at what, of course, Sunday happened. And you had some upsets. Let's start with the world of college football. Nick Saban yelling at his players and the, the horns down as he was going to midfield to um, congratulate Sark. He said they didn't lose. They just ran out of time. 20-19, to 19, the final there. Number one ranked Alabama, unranked Texas. What did you make out of that game? Yeah, it's probably one of the shockers of it because everyone thought Alabama was just going to blow out Texas just how, like, Georgia blew out Oregon. Yeah, it was their 20-point favorite. So that was probably one of the biggest shock. I mean, I know we saw a lot of shockers, Marshall winning, but uh, I would think that was probably the most unheard of shocker that no one's really talking about because we saw other upsets on Saturday. Uh, the Sun Belts, the Fun Belts, sir, some of the wins that they had from App State winning. And um, and also Marshall beating Notre Dame. I mean, that conference, you know, some signature wins there. I guess we start with the one up in South Bend. And Marcus Freeman, I'm not saying he's in trouble. I mean, he's only two games into this season. But going back to the bowl game, 0-3. And look, um, I'm not saying that leash is going to be short or not. But when you look at that, especially them losing their starting quarterback, they just don't look like a very talented team in that game. No, I thought their defense played well on week one, uh, but they, they didn't play well yesterday at home. And now they have a tough game this week. So, again, we were talking about this yesterday when we were watching the Saints game. I mean, everyone wants to bash on Notre Dame, but there's no Southern in their schedule. There's no Alcorn State on their schedule. There's no uh, – they, they they play teams that want to go to, uh, to Notre Dame on NBC and beat them. So I have to give them credit for the schedule they produce. At the same time, it could be a schedule that is going to curse them. I think this year is going to curse them. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. Let's not make Cal look like they're Ohio State here. But to your point, I mean, they played Ohio State, but they were also a top-five team at the start of the year. They've gone 0-2. Cal, North Carolina, BYU coming up. BYU beat Baylor at home in a game that no one wanted to win. Kickers, again, missing field goals. But Baylor winding up uh, getting the win and storming the field. Yes, it was a significant one. I mean, BYU missing that one by two of their star receivers. I think that probably kind of hurt uh, the, the the motion of their offense. So it was a it was a good, a very good late game. A lot of good late games. Mississippi State was a late game. I thought that was a, a fun game to watch when I was watching the UFC fanatics. But uh, late, good, good late games, and hopefully some good late games this uh, this weekend. What about App State, sir? Six-ranked Texas A&M going down 17-14 in that game. Jimbo Fisher got to get back at it. Got to get to work. Got to you know, got to find the answers. That's not good for him this year, huh? No, can you imagine if let's say Texas did beat Alabama and Mississippi State goes down? Uh, it would have been a really, really bad uh, a weekend for SEC schools. But yeah, I mean, Jimbo Fisher uh, said made all that stink over the summer. Now he has to eat a little bit because he uh, they couldn't beat App State. My guy Billy Napier ran into a a, a good Kentucky team or just. Man, Anthony Richardson did not look good in that game. He said afterwards he didn't play well, kind of let his team down. They lose 26-16. I think the thing that stood out to me, though, was Kentucky's defense, I think they're for real, man. And, you know, and Levis is a guy that a lot of people are looking at at the next level in the NFL, 202 yards passing. He's he's kind of impressive. 
Yeah, I thought it was, if Kentucky was going to win, I think I said in your show, I thought they were going to win because they, they were going to be able to control the running game. And actually, they won because of the arm of their quarterback and great defense. So I, I was a little bit uh, shocked on how they won, not they did win, just because I thought if they were going to win the game, they were just going to run the ball all over the field, which they really didn't. It was their defense and the young kid's arm. All right, so when you take a look at, obviously, some of the other games that stood out, look, Tennessee, nice win over Pitt on the road, 34-27. Yeah, that was a really nice one. Uh, it gives them momentum coming in. Now that now that harder the schedules are starting to come up, that was a nice, significant win for them. NFL, sir, where would you like to start? Do you want to start with what happened in Cincinnati? Joe Burrow, I know his performance is being talked a lot about with those three interceptions, and the team had a chance to win. They had to just get an extra point, and Michael Fitzpatrick blocking the extra point there. If not, they do win that game. I know they're making Mitch Trubisky out to be – like, you know, this hero over there in Pittsburgh just because he didn't play poorly. Uh, but here's the thing I took out of that. Zach Taylor needs to be on the hot seat, dude. How was how Burrow sacked seven times? And don't tell me Pittsburgh has a good defense. That is the number one problem they had last year. How is your quarterback getting sacked seven times and throwing three picks because of that pressure? I, I agree on that. When they said they improved it, I said that's why I didn't did not want to give Cincinnati or Baltimore – the division, like everyone else did, I told you last night, I got a nice ticket on the Steelers to win the division. Now, I mean, why being out might hurt that. But, hey, they got a big, significant road win. Uh, and Trubisky's not the answer. I think that defense is still going to be uh, quite good, even though Watt's going to be out. But uh, it was a nice, significant win. But they almost blew it. So the Pittsburgh almost blew it at the end. Yeah, Watt with a torn pectoral muscle. That is not going to be uh, there around there. I told you that 49er thing was going to be interesting to me. Yes, you did. With how they did it. Um, but, you know, look, they lost at Soldier Field, and you saw the torrential downpour in the stadium as, as that is. They, there was an issue in the preseason game with the grass that clearly didn't drain with all that rain that they had. But I'm going to look at it from this way. How important a win was that for Fields and the Bears? That's a huge win to come in there. Uh, as underdogs, everyone laughing at you. Everyone picking you pretty much dead last in yeah. the division. Now you come out and beat uh, San Francisco. But you said, you, you've been telling me since I think last Monday, but you didn't like the 49ers in this spot. You know, it was a horrible spot for them. Uh, so I got to give you uh, credit as credit is due. But great win for the Bears. But I'm not going to give too much credit for that because like, I think weather had a lot to do with it. Right. I mean, uh, the Bears' offense—they uh, they were goose egged in the first half. They scored all their pretty much twelve points in the fourth quarter, so it was not like they lit it up. Your father knows I think one of the things that also stood out to me watching the games yesterday—I don't know what to make, I guess, out of it in the division here as well with the Panthers. They lose twenty-six twenty-four. They were going kind of back and forth. Baker Mayfield sixteen to twenty-seven, two thirty-five, a TD in that game. What, what did you make out of that? Yeah, I watched, finished watching it this morning. And like I said, it was a teeter-totter game. Both yeah. teams, I think, blew it. Both Thank teams you. can easily won it at the same time. I mean, it's it's week one. I think if there's only one team that's probably wished maybe the season was maybe two weeks uh, over already or something like that, it might be Dallas. But it's week one. I'm not going to put overstock on Carolina losing at home and Baker Mayfield this and Cleveland win this. It's week one. I think the only fan base might be scared right now might be the you know, D-Town. We're watching that game, and we're thinking, wow, well, you may have a chance to have two games ending in a tie um, because a game that went into overtime, I'm talking about the Bengals and Steelers, 
the Colts and Texans did end in a tie, 20-20 to there. Look, I'm shocked and surprised here. Last year, the Colts should be a team that shook a 10, didn't get quarterback play, right? This year, hey, Matt Ryan's going there. They should be better. He threw for 352 yards, 50 attempts. He was 32 of 50. They wound up losing as the Texans, I mean, dude, they were blowing them out. Indy needed to score 17 points in the fourth quarter. They didn't score points in the second or third quarter. Had a field goal in the first for Indy. What what was up there? Yeah, I'm a little shocked on that one. Uh, just on outcome, I mean, how bad they looked for the first three quarters. And, and we can say with your Saints, the Saints offense looked bad for the first right. three quarters. And in the fourth quarter, they're gonna, they could easily win the Super Bowl, what they produced on that one. The same thing with Indy. They looked horrible in the first three quarters. In the fourth quarter, it seems like they woke up. I was shocked that Matt Ryan threw for 50 times, but Joe Flacco called me and said, hey, don't forget, I threw the ball 59 times, so don't give Matt Ryan all that. I threw the ball nine times more than he did. Better loss for the Giants or big or, or, or bigger in that the Titans lost in that game? 21-20 is the final. The Titans, seven points, six points, seven points, zero in the fourth quarter. Statistically, it doesn't look like a bad day for Tannehill, 20 of 33. 266, two TDs, but I'm just looking at that going, you didn't score in the fourth quarter. Uh, it, it doesn't help the crowd that wants to see Malik Willis. No, it doesn't, but I, it, it all depends. if you can get Barkley to rush for 164 yards every game of 18 carries and stay healthy, that helped Shepard, that helped the tight ends yeah. in the second half. They're going to win games that I didn't think they were going to win. It's all about Barkley and that run game. But if you can run the ball, it amazes me how much your offense would just flows much better. We saw yesterday. The reason why they won that game was Barkley and Barkley alone. But here's the thing, right? Daniels throws an interception in the end zone there, like a minute something to play. That's ball game, and you know the Tennessee can't get first downs. No. So I mean, think, I, I wasn't sold on them this year. Uh, so I, that that loss did not shock me. Did the Vikings Packers game shock you? Twenty-three-seven, the final. No, but here's another. One. I'm not gonna put. The, uh, I'm not gonna say the the sky is falling because last year, what did you guys do to right. Green Bay? Right. You guys whooped them and probably whooped them worse than what Minnesota did this week. So I'm not gonna put that much uh, uh, stuff on it. This Packer wide receiver crew will be much better. The defense would be much better. It's not like they. It's not like Vikings put up thirty plus points on the Green Bay Packers uh, D line. So uh, it, it's just like I said. There's only one team that's hitting the panic button right now. And that's my bro- my brother who called me and texted me all last night saying his Cowboys stink and he's burning all his jerseys. Oh, and bad. Uh, It's bad. Uh, should Cliff Kingsbury be worried? Because that was a beating. I, I didn't see that one coming. Um, I, I thought, look, it was going to be a tighter, closer game than that. It was 44-21, and that's only because the Cardinals put 14 in the fourth quarter. It was an absolute beating 30 of 39 for pat mahomes 365 touchdowns no tyreek hill yeah that one kind of shocked me it was 14 to nothing in a blink of an eye me and you were talking like how they score two touchdowns already so it was it was over before uh at halftime so that that one's probably the lopsided score that that makes me scratch my head i have not finished watching that game yet but I was that's probably the one that's well, I'm like, wow, 44. But if you're Kansas City, you needed a game like that because you saw what Buffalo did on TV. The Chargers had a really good game. So if you're KC, you need that type of game. Yeah, Kyler Murray, two TDs, no picks. 193 in the air, 22 of 34. He did rush five times for 29 yards. But I guess you're, you're looking at 
where else that help is going to get, where it's going to come from. Um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to kind of see where the cards go from here. And finally, last night you took the game. You know, you mentioned Dallas. I know Dak being out, but they they just don't look good on the offensive side. McCarthy already has the body language of, I know I'm done. I mean, but like the clip that they're showing right now of when he's told Dak Prescott, you know, hurt his thumb. You just see the body language of, well, I'm done. I mean, like, that's what I looked at when you see his head go left or right and he goes, oh, come on, because he knows he's done. Yeah, that's like that's like my wife telling me uh, we're, we're pregnant. There's the same outlook. Oh my God, I'm done. It was it was the same look. I would have gave that way. I, I feel bad for Cabo fans because everyone's old and going to trade for Jim. The Forty Nineers are not trading Jimmy G now. There's no way because they don't know what they have with Trey Lance. The Cowboys are stuck unless unless they trade for someone. But I don't see them trading for anybody. Uh, we say we heard everyone. Uh, what about Baltimore Ravens backup? They ain't trading Hundley. Uh, they, they're right. stuck with what they have right now. It's, they could they could easily end up blasting this division. Now. I saw the ESPN guys yesterday say Mason Rudolph may be an option over there in Pittsburgh because obviously he's not going to be the second string, or much less the starter as well. Brian, a mile high out west, wants to know: Do you think there is a possibility that Kingsbury could be fired though this year? Uh, no, not not after week one. But I think he's his leash is about short. And let's face it: if the Cowboys. Does Sean Payton really want to go to Dallas if they have a really, really bad season? There's going to be a lot of interesting coaching jobs. Arizona could be open. The Giants could be open. Tennessee's can be open. Uh, everyone thought Sean Payton was easily going into Dallas. I don't think so. I tell you what, Tennessee with Malik Willis, that'll be interesting. I, I tell you what, Zach Taylor keeps getting his quarterback killed. I, I, that's, that's a job to me. I mean, you have Joe Burrow, yeah. right? I mean, I'm serious. Yep. I agree more. I mean, Again, that guy is just a terrible coach, especially, again, I bring up the time in that playoff game, somebody that covers the Saints got a DM from Sean when this person tweeted what's going on with the Bengals' offensive line, and Sean DM'd him what was happening with the protection. In other words, coaching. So, yeah, that's he already has an eye, I think, for the Bengals. Quickly, uh, Lee uh, downloaded your VSI Doc Sports app. He's got some money in the bank. He, he needs a he needs a nugget. He said he wants a nugget for college football this week so he can spend that fifty dollars. Ooh, uh, that's I think the under in the San Diego State Utah game a little bit tad high. Opened up at fifty or forty nine. Got bet all the way up. I don't understand this San Diego State offense could be very questionable. Uh, I can't see them scoring points. Uh, UCLA against South Alabama. Open up at 13 and a half. It's already been up to 15 and a half. I think it's still a soft number. I like the Bruins uh, as well. But I'm still doing numbers right now for this okay. week. Uh, and it, don't forget, plus seven now for the Seahawks is really, really weird. They've got the plus seven. Dogs both barked eight out of 15 so far in the NFL. I think the dogs bark tonight. I like really? the Seahawks. If you get that plus seven, really? I think Seattle. Give me Geno Smith no, to win a Monday night no, football game. That game is over Geno with. Smith. Halftime it's over with. Uh, as we let you go, sir. Oklahoma-Nebraska is 11 a.m. this Saturday. We'll talk a little bit more about this on Friday, but specifically Frost got fired yesterday. Who is the next head coach, you think? Mickey Joseph, the interim head coach, by the way. But I think eventually gets the job. Uh, uh, Frazier again in the 90s to try to bring back the glory days? I, I don't know. I mean, they, they, It's going to be very interesting to see who they have. Matt Campbell is going to be a name. Mickey Joseph, probably one of the Stu brothers. Uh, I, I keep an eye out for uh, uh, Deion Sanders. It's gonna be PJ Flag. Keep an eye out for those two ones. Deion Sanders, uh, but, huh? Why he's he's gonna get he's gonna get a big job. Uh, Nebraska's probably not a big job, but 
his name would be floated out there. I think Campbell and Mac, uh, and Mickey Joseph are probably the ones that be uh, most likely uh, talked about. Okay, easy enough. Thank you, bud. Appreciate it. Take it easy. Have a good rest of the week. Indeed, at VSI Doc Sports, the way to follow Rafael Esparza over on Twitter. Uh, we got an open segment here. You know, Brian, if you're listening, sir, um, give us a call. I'd love to get your take here. Brian of Mile High Out West. All your phone calls are open here as well. 800-998-1003. Love to hear from your Saints fans. Who gets a game ball or game balls? Who gets pats on the back and who needs to have a seat next to coach? Is it, is it, the entire is there no room on the bench because the entire offensive line gets on there. Is anybody else you'd like to put on that bench? The sports hangover in ESPN New Orleans. Get ready, Greater New Orleans area. The big one, the Great Southern Gun and Knife Show, is coming for two big days only this weekend at the Pontchartrain Train Center on Williams Boulevard. Show hours are Saturday 9 until 5, Sunday 10 till 5. Hundreds of dealer tables available. Full of guns, knives, ammunition, holsters, gun, books, camouflage, jewelry and related items. Hunters and collectors, this big show's for you. Buy, sell, trade, or just spend the day browsing. Ladies are especially welcome. Admission is just $10 for adults and $2 for children ages 6 to 11. Sorry, no one under the age of 18 admitted without a parent. Got any guns to sell? Be sure they're unloaded and bring them to the show. Thousands of buyers will be there. Instant Background checks available for gun purchases. The big one, the great Southern Gun and Knife Show. Show hours 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 5 on Sunday. Come to the Pontchartrain Center on Williams Boulevard to exercise your right to keep and bear arms. While you're there, be sure to register for the $50 restaurant gift card. See you there at the big one. Sure as shooting. Don't miss it. MVP's bonus days are back at Lowe's. Right now, get a special BOGO offer from Bosch. Buy a select Bosch 18-volt bear tool. Get a battery free. Shop savings on all of our top pro items. Plus, MVPs earn up to three times bonus points on select products. Join today and redeem points for products designed to level up your business. Don't miss MVP's bonus days happening now at Lowe's. Pricing and offers subject to change at any time. Bonus points calculated before taxes and fees after applicable discounts, if any. Vowed through 923. It's bedtime at the home of Sirius XM. But Conan O'Brien is still awake. Turns out you don't need a car to listen to Sirius XM. You can listen to the app anywhere. In your room, by the pool, at the And Brad app, Paisley just really needs his beauty sleep. Conan, I just really need my beauty sleep. Maybe really expensive, but like a yacht. Hmm. The waves could rock you gently to sleep. Don't encourage him, guys. Oh, sorry. Night-night. Everything you want to hear lives here on Sirius XM. Get the Sirius XM app now. performance today. Let's get this show on the road, eh? Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus 800-998-1003, the upper cervical family chiropractic phone line. Love to be able to get a hold of you here and get your opinions as the lines are ringing. So definitely want to get your opinions on this. Let's see what, um, what you got. The Saints do wind up getting the win, 27-26. They pull that off. Uh, a win is a win. That's how you look at it from, you know, the way you look at it. Cajun Goat, what you got for us, sir? Well, Gus, I'm not putting much into this week one and jumping on the offensive line, which they didn't have a big game or anything okay. else like that because these guys really didn't play together. Like, I think this is the first time they actually lined up and played together. So I'm going to give them a little bit of a pass. I'm going to give them a little bit of a pass because I said that last week that I thought the Falcons was not going to be a walkover because that coach played his team pretty much all preseason. The first stringers, they played a long time. And if you look at the teams that did that, they were pretty they were pretty tough this weekend. The Texans did it. The Atlanta did it. 
the Giants did it. Uh, they were trying to figure out what they had, some of these coaches. And uh, those teams were a little bit more aggressive uh, in, in their play calling. They're just the way they played, a little more in sync, uh, I guess. So I think, you know, we'll see a little bit more uh, this week coming. Because I didn't think, even though the Buccaneers won last night, I didn't think their offense looked that great. Uh, if you looked around the league yesterday, I thought I yeah. saw that from a lot of teams. The offenses were way behind the defense. go. you bring up a point that I know I was talking with uh, Raphael and Chef Scotty yesterday. We were watching the game. I thought, and it's something I asked him too, and it's something that I think you're going to hear this week through a lot of analysts. The three preseason games, I think, have made it to where you're, you're not seeing a lot of the starters play, right? And they're taking that extra week and doing that, and in their mind, week one is kind of when you get it going. Look, there, there's something that Jameis said yesterday, and I want to grab it here. And here it is. This is what he had to say. It's kind of along those lines of what you're kind of talking about, where he thought that maybe it was going to take a little bit to – you know, get the kinks out or, or just get in the rhythm. Here's what he had to say. Absolutely. Well, well I told y'all, too, I was like, man, this is going to be our first time together. We got to get things going. And then, as you see, as the game started going away, like, we started getting on the same page and we start like, and it's, it's the communication. Like, it's the communication on the sidelines, communication throughout the week. Uh, and I'm just so happy that we start, we, as offense, we all start to click at the right time. KJ, go to your point. I, that was the first time, I know the graph brought it up, too. It was the first time the, the five offensive linemen started and played. The receivers, right, from Thomas to Alave and and Landry. And, by the way, you saw their impact, huh? I mean, Landry's catch, Alave out of the locker room made a big catch, the two-point conversion, which, by the way, that route, isn't that exactly the Ohio State route they kept showing uh, during the draft where he got that touchdown uh, in that near pylon? That was a two-point conversion. Thomas making those plays. Like, you see the capability of it if the guy just had time. Yeah, exactly, Gus. And, and not only that, uh, I find it odd that I thought I thought that Taysom Hill ran the ball well. I, actually, other than the fumble, I thought Mark Ingram was actually running the ball well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I can't say the same for Kamara. Uh, Kamara didn't get a lot of touches. It, I mean, I just find that odd. I think that, you know, you should have ran the ball more in that first half. Mm-hmm. Uh, the play calling was a little suspicious on the, on the offensive side. I was thinking of us running the ball a little bit more to open up with play action and stuff, but I was kind of disappointed in that if I had something to be disappointed in. I yeah. think I'm disappointed in the offensive play calling, mm-hmm. and I think I'm a little disappointed in the defensive line, but it's the same thing with the defensive line. Which one of the Anyamata really didn't play much, uh, and he was dominant last year, even yeah. in the preseason when he came back from the other thing. I haven't heard much out of Anyamata. Uh, Cam Jordan didn't do much. Uh, and, you know, uh, half the guys that was on the defense line that started really didn't play in the preseason. So they were behind the eight ball, too. Yeah, no doubt about it. Thank you, KG. Go appreciate the phone call, sir. All right, buddy. We'll have a great day. Yep, for sure. Let's go out west. Brian, big nights for you, sir. Uh, I know it's on the road for the Broncos. Is the Bronco faithful excited over there as Russell Wilson takes on the Seahawks? What do you mean? This is a bye week. <laughs> I'm not worried about thinking Seahawks. <laughs> I'm watching What's on ESPN. Four touchdowns in the first quarter. 
Yeah. Six and a half. I, I don't think this guy I, – I, I just said it. This, this is going to be over with at halftime. Um, what did you think, sir? What did you think? First off, the most important thing I got to ask you, the most important thing I got to ask you is what do you think of the new Falcon song? Hey, I'm going to give you the short version. There it is. Uh, what did you think about it? It's the official hype song. It's on their Twitter page, their website. They're, they're pushing it. Well, two things real quick. First and foremost, I think they could have paid me and you to do it and we would have came up with a better job because I don't know who runs the Falcons, like, social media department, and they're like, but whoever, they can't be Falcons fans. They can't be Falcons supporters because there's no way possible. <laughs> Somebody heard that and said, you know what? That makes me feel like running through a wall. What about you? <laughs> no way possible. And secondly, I'd rather you play the Carolina Panthers. Remember when we found that video when he goes, wow, wow, wow. That's wanted- a better song than that, that nonsense. Okay, you, you be the judge here. Uh, what's better? Carolina Panthers with sharp teeth and claws. We growl to win this game. We call pro football. <laughs> there it is. Or <laughs> or the the brand new one. I'll just cut it. Running hard for them 10 yards. That's a first down. It is. 30 bird in the end zone. That's a touchdown. There you go, Brian. What do you think? <laughs> it's clearly the Carolina Panthers fan. This man freestyled. He had his own material. I mean, he has bars. Did you not hear him say sharp teeth and claws? Yes. Like, I need this. He did. He did. And he also has that growl. <laughs> his Jeez. own sound effects. It's clearly the Carolina Panther fan. Brian, 28-3 to, to three is something I know you enjoy bringing up to Falcons fans left and right. 26-10, to 10, sir. That's the SD one, huh? 11 minutes and 12 seconds left. And do you what the craziest part of that is just like with the Super Bowl, and I grasped all this on my Twitter feed, and he just like has about a 1,000 emojis laughing because the same thing happened during the Super Bowl. The Falcons tweeted out 15 minutes left or 15 minutes ago as if they were celebrating their win. And do you know those clowns did the exact same thing? One more quarter to go. And the same thing happens yet again. I'm going to repeat it until I'm blue in the face. Somebody, whoever it is that's running the Falcons account, does not like that team because they specifically go out of their way to make them look like the clowns that they are. Mm-hmm. I like it. What did you make uh, out of the game, man? Who gets game balls? Who gets a pat on the back? And is there any room on the bench? Now, the offensive line is basically on there, right? It's not just the offensive line. It's the offensive line, the defensive line. I mean, it, it, for, for the entire first half of the first three quarters, both sides of the ball in the trenches got whipped. And, I mean, there was no way around it. Now, I know there are a lot of fans that are saying, well, Jameis could have helped out. How? Even Jay, even Jonathan Vilma said on the broadcast, Jameis is going through his progressions. By the time he gets off of read number one, somebody's in his face. So I don't know where they wanted Jameis to throw the ball to, but, I mean, he really didn't have that kind of time. The running game was non-existent. The left side of the offensive line, my God, what happened. Because mm-hmm. not only did Pete stink up the place, so did Hurst. And then on the other side, you got Cesar Ruiz. It felt like watching a Pop-Tart just soft and sweet in the middle. I, I didn't understand what it was, but there's only a few game balls to go around. Going to go to the DBs. I thought they deserved one, even though Marcus May got struck and so did Tyron Matthew. I think, you know, of course, they deserve it, except for Roe, because he was just absolutely awful. And then, of course, on the other side of the ball, we know who the game balls are going to. You're going to give one to Jameis, one to Mike. You're going to give one to Jarvis. You're going to give one to Olave. Those are the guys who put the, you know, the team on their backs and made it happen when they were supposed to. Oh, by the way, 
Wasn't was you told, I told, and everybody else told that Jameis couldn't do what we just saw him do because he didn't have the brains and an acute skill because he wasn't Drew Brees? Kind of looked like he did. What was it, uh, 11, of, 11 of 13 or something like that? And two of those incomplete were him killing the clock? Man, it's really funny how when people say he can't do it, he goes out there and he does it anyway. No CGI. Oh, that's what it was. It was, all, it was a hologram. Oh, <laughs> it makes all the sense in the world now. <laughs> Dude, you know what was somewhat vindicating was actually just seeing those guys make the plays that we were telling you. I mean, that, that trio receiving core, once this line gets fixed and they spend more time together, Brian, Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, and Chris Olave will be the best receiving core in the NFL. I don't think it's close. Like when you, I mean, three of them. They, they All three will not drop the ball and make plays. That play, I know Nick Underhill just tweeted a still photo of the, I guess, the press box cam of the Winston throw to that play on Landry. And he tweets that ball went about 55 yards in the air and it was only in the spot that Landry could go catch it. It's what you and I text all the time off the air. The guy has elite talent. I know people like to look at that season with the pick and all that, but his arm talent is incredible. And the more he gets to learn these receivers, that's a ball that the previous quarterback couldn't throw the red rifle could I mean, like, that's just an insane throw, 55 yards in the air, on a dime, near sideline, in front and behind a cornerback for that catch. If you if you can just take away the idea that people want to hold his past against them, both personal and professional, and if you get away from the idea that they want to make him this, this character, you know, character, that, you know, he's just this big goofball, if you take that away and just pay attention to Jameis Winston, the football player for the New Orleans Saints, First time he's been in a system, I believe, since high school that he's been in the same system for consecutive years, by the way. But if you just take that away, just for a split second, and watch Jameis Winston, a football player, you realize he's probably one of the top five talented quarterbacks in the NFL, yeah. and only he and a few others can make that type of throw, then you realize how special of a quarterback you have here in New Orleans. It's absolutely insane. Yeah, it's crazy. The amount of people that were texting me to, to replace him and, and sit him in Benjamin, man, I just... You know, I just uh, – regardless, you have to let that go. I mean, you have to let it go a game or two. And, I mean, and you can't just pull a guy like that, especially when you're watching the line not play. Like, just – it's nuts. It's nuts. But, Brian, it is what it is, man. Thank you for the phone call, bud. Take care, my brother. I will see you soon. Oh, it better be soon. I'm looking forward to – are you coming for Tampa? you coming in? you going to say hello I am, to Tampa? I am coming down uh, – yeah, I'm coming down this weekend. I don't know if I'm going to stay for Tampa. I'm, I'm trying to <laughs> – Send it out. It's going to depend on what's down that way, but I'll be down there Thursday oh. to check out, you know, a little high school football and stuff okay. like that. Thursday, Friday, well, action to give me some crawfish, you know, well, food. It's been a while. Well, uh, we'll be at Katie's on Thursday, so if you want to stop by and say hi, we'll be there. Stop by and say hi. Flip over the table. What do you mean? <laughs> Got to make some room over there. All right, man. Looking forward to it. See you soon, bud. Take care, brother. All right, there he goes. Brian of High West. Yes, we will be at Katie's this Thursday for our Thursday crew of Katie's. And don't forget, before me, head on over to the West Bank. If you can't make it to me and you're on the best bank, Nick, the professor, won a bet with the professor Nick Harrison over at Boomtown 10 to 12 on Thursdays over there at their sports book. We'll hear from the professor next on ESPN New Orleans. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. 
Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore Plus, the River Parishes too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. It's Gus Kattengill with the Sports Hangover. Join us for Thursdays with the crew of Katie's. Every Thursday, we'll be live at a member of the Katie's family of restaurants from 12 to 3. Whether it's Katie's on Iberville, Francesca's Deli on Harrison, or the View on Hickory. Enjoy lively sports banter with delicious eats. Join us as we talk about the latest from our local teams. You'll likely hear me argue with Scott Craig about his St. Louis Cardinals and my Chicago Cubs. Good thing he's a Brother Martin grad. Thursdays from 12 to 3 is the Sports Hangover with the crew of Katie's on ESPN New Orleans. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions or medicine bottles and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Ah, uh, thinking about gas mileage. An oil change with quality oil like Castrol Edge Full Synthetic can help your engine get more out of every tank. Right now, you can get five quarts with an STP Extended Life oil filter for only $37.99. Get what you need for better fuel efficiency at any of our 6,200 stores or on AutoZone.com. Restrictions apply. Show. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengap. I just saw someone tweet. <laughs> um, the photo of, uh, yeah, apparently all these games, the Falcons lost. 28-3, to 30-20 they led against San Diego, 559 in a 4th. 17-0. Third quarter, 12.50 left in the game, led against Miami. 39-24, that Dallas game, remember? 4.57 left in the fourth. 26-10, familiar score. Six minutes left in the fourth. 24-7, 4.35 left in the third. And 26-10 yesterday, 11.35 in the fourth. The Falcons lost all of those games. So, there you go. How can you not enjoy it? How can you not enjoy it? Right? So much, and so many guys stepping up, I think, and making those plays left and right and getting the win. And I think it's uh, it's just something, you know. Especially, you know, Dennis Allen's from Atlanta. Very close, what, 90 minutes, I think, for Jameis. It means a lot to me, man. You know, this is home to me. Uh, Atlanta, uh, I'm an hour and 30 minutes away from this place. Uh, coming here, you know, I know I got a lot of Winstons out there in the, in, the, in, the, in the stands, man. Bouncing back, you know, me and Taysom both, we, we said at the beginning of the game, like, hey, man, I remember the last time we was here, me and him was in the, side, uh, in, the in the locker room watching our team win. And then, you know, San Francisco ended up uh, being L.A. and they kind of kicked us out of the playoffs. So he was like, man, we, we, we've been waiting for this opportunity to be right here in this position. Uh, and he had a heck of a day. Uh, and we were able to uh, squeeze out a good win. Indeed. 
able to squeeze out that good win, and that's what I keep saying at the end of the day. A win is a win on how it works. All right, let's bring in the professor here for final three to five minutes here. Nick, you know, some of the games in college that really stood out to me, that Notre Dame game that lost there by Marshall, the Sun Belt, the Fun Belt. You're familiar, obviously, with the way the Fun Belt uh, has been able to do it. ULM, sir, you, you said that they were gonna, they were looking forward to that game up there. Did you see a thirty-five to seven win though over Nichols? I actually saw a little bit more. Uh, they were licking their chops, getting ready for Nichols to come in. Nichols, uh, they they have a solid team, but ULM is looking to make a statement this year after the way the last year went. They felt like they want to, they feel like they want to build on the momentum of last year, and that was just the beginning of it. Talking about the fun belt, man. Hey, they did that thing. Marshall, App State, ULM. Yeah. Hey, man, break up the Sun Belt because they had themselves a time. <laughs> they did. Um, look, you, you saw Nick Saban's reaction when a couple of his players did the, the horns down when, when they beat Texas. Man, first off, you escape out of there with a the one-point win. Ain't nobody on that Bama team that should have been horns downing on that aspect of it, man. When you look at – that game alone, look, that's going to be a future SEC opponent, and I guess you can understand that, you know, where that game's going to be. Arch Manning's going there, obviously. To me, that App State win over A&M, you know, look, Max Johnson lost the starting quarterback battle there. You wonder after a game like that where they struggled to score and put up points, could, could Max get an opportunity in the near future? Quite possibly. I mean, what you saw from this first week or what well, these first couple of weeks of college football uh, is really a feeling out process for a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of players who are starting right now to see where you can get your your best chance of winning. Georgia's closing the cap, closing the gap on Alabama, as you can see from the votes from uh, this past weekend, and that that gap is closing. So you you definitely want to try to keep your team as solid as humanly possible getting ready to go into uh, these next couple of weeks. So you'll see some changes for for a lot of these teams mm-hmm. that are either dropping out of the top ten or freshly in the top ten to make sure that they can maintain their position. One of the things we were talking about, obviously, earlier in the show with some of the other games in the NFL that kind of stood out. I know you enjoyed your Buffalo Bills winning last Thursday. The rest of that division, I'm just saying, I'm just saying this morning, I'm listening to Keyshawn and Jay Will and Max on the dog walk, and they're ready. Is Salah the, the, the right coach over with the Jets? I, I mean, you don't have your young quarterback. I, I don't know. what I heard you, I heard you, you know, laugh there in the background. I What, what do you make of the, the poor – New York Jets. Uh, well, you <laughs> when you when you, when you yeah. start Joe Flacco, yeah, in twenty twenty two, yeah, it, it's you know, but you, you got to wait to see what Zach Wilson's going to look like. But here's the whenever thing: he comes Man, back, thirty seven to fifty nine. Yeah. You had Joe Flacco drop back for fifty nine times. But that just shows you the kind of depth that they have on that team on the offensive side of the ball that they really didn't have a whole lot of have, – have a, have a great amount of choice of what they were going to do. Uh, the rest of the division, I mean, you already had Royal yeah. talking about the Miami Dolphins. Oh. and uh, You can kind of the, – the, the Patriots can't even decide on who they want as the offensive coordinator. No. So you it, – it, 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 it's, it, it's interesting. It, it was fun to see – 
the first week of football in the NFL and see how some of these teams are looking, some surprises, some stuff that wasn't such a big surprise. Uh, I, so I'm, I'm, I want to see how Russell Wilson's going to look tonight on Monday Night Football. Speaking of new people in new places. Oh, it'll be interesting, as for sure. I don't know how many people had uh, Carson Wentz throwing four touchdown passes in, uh, in his season opener there as well. Noodlear, Matt Ryan, had a, a ton of passes and attempts there as well. So, look, we'll see. I guess what happens, man. We'll join you again at uh, 2.45, time for our shot of the day. Hard to believe two hours are in the books. When we come back, open phone lines. Let's hear it, who that's. Who gets your game balls? Who gets pats on the back and... Honestly, come on. We all know who's on the bench. It's the offensive line, although Cajun Goats had put the defensive line on there as well. So who sits on the bench for you? Let's do that next on ESPN New Orleans. Bundling car and renter's insurance with GEICO is so easy, your neighbors are probably already doing it. But who? Look for the signs. Chances are they live in a home.